very good evening for this, the first, the inaugural, Out of the Traps Q&A episode of the Read Indeed podcast. Usually I'm coming to you almost daily with episodes titled By the Day of the Fellowship. So the last recording I did, I think, was maybe 211. Certainly at the time of recording, the last episode that went live was day... 167. Not today. This is the first of a series, hopefully a series of bonus episodes where I take the time to reflect on past episodes and answer your questions. I've earlier put out a bonus episode inviting you to ask questions each and every website page for each and every episode of the podcast now has a form at the bottom of it where you can add your details and upload an audio recording of any question that you have for me so you can take that quite easily just using the voice app on your phone or on your laptop and attach the mp3 or whatever audio format it comes and attach that file to the form at the bottom of an episode page send that along that will come straight to me. I can then listen to that audio recording directly, hearing your question from your natural voice as it was intended, as you meant for it to be heard. And I'll play that live in a future episode, a future Q&A episode, and respond to it as I hear it, without a script, similar to how most other episodes are played. I don't have a script for any of these episodes other than those that are coming from readings of past articles. So any of your questions, if you send them along, I'll answer them as best I can from the heart, as genuinely as I can. The good stuff will stick without anything being rehearsed. So send those along. I'd really love to hear from you and turn this first Q&A episode into a series. Now, the mechanism for you to send those questions along um, as an audio format is new and for this our first episode we don't have that but I do have the kindness of a question sent to me in a Twitter DM so yeah you can reach out to me there as well I'm at read underscore indeed at r-e-i-d underscore indeed Um, so that's where our first question comes from and busting straight into that after all that warm-up Um, This question comes from Lewis, who is listening along to episode 166. Lewis says, I'm just listening to the episode where you talk about reading a computer science textbook on the bus. And it made me wonder, do you ever find that new media like Computerfile on YouTube can be helpful to get familiar with new concepts or digest information whilst, quote, on the lazy on the sofa being lazy, close quote. I know I've watched a lot of Niall Red chemistry videos in the evenings and found them to be very helpful for understanding what goes on in a chemistry lab, particularly organic synthesis. Thanks for that, Lewis. Um, your question... Uh, is really about the, the my mention of textbooks in the, that day 166 episode. So in that episode, I was talking about the difference between keeping up to date and getting up to speed. 
and using textbooks I reflected on at the time as being a core way of getting up to speed and not worrying about keeping up to date of course there's a lot of caveats to that about textbooks not being you know as contemporary as the primary literature blah 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 however textbooks is one way to get up to date but straight to your question Lewis of course it's not the only way and I really used textbooks at the time of that episode as a catch-all term, as a means of saying, here are here's one medium in which a field has been summarised. Here's one medium in which you have an introduction to a field almost from scratch that will let you learn the language as much as the content itself. But your mention of things like uh, YouTube as a core example, when I'm learning something new, I I kind of live on YouTube. I'm very much a, a visual learner. I love a lot of content that goes out on YouTube. It inspires the content that I put out on YouTube. And a lot of the time, I'll go there even before a textbook. I'll go there before ever reading a paper, you know, or or talking to anyone. I take your point about it being the you know, quotes uh, on the sofa being lazy, close quote approach. Uh, you know, uh, the swings and roundabouts here, you know, having a binge on YouTube for something new, I think is a brilliant way to get that first level of awareness, the first level of understanding. Of course, when you're, you know, sitting on the couch watching stuff, if if what you're trying to learn has a practical element to it, you're never going to get all of it just sitting there watching YouTube. Of course not. And I'm probably preaching to the converted when I say that. I don't mean to patronise. So, you know, when it comes to the hands-on stuff, then you need to up your game, you need to move on. But like that day 166 episode, you're talking about textbooks, getting up to speed. That isn't the point. Uh, the the hands-on bit isn't the point right away. It's almost like learning a new culture. You're learning the language. You're learning how people talk about a subject. You're learning what models exist for people to conceptualize the difficult problems in a subject. And you can do that in a textbook and flip through the pages, but you can also do that on YouTube. Thinking about my specific case more, maybe to give more of the story there that can be helpful. Um, that original episode talked about computer science and how, you know, I'm a chemist, but I'm moving more and more into computer science, even although I've never really been trained as one. And taking baby steps to do that, textbooks is one way. I've also spent a lot of time on YouTube watching the likes of, you know, learn this computer language in five hours and watching those videos and coding along at the same time. But if we move away from textbooks, move away even from YouTube, other things that I've done when I've been trying to move into a new area is to talk to a lot of people who are in that area. Similar to the textbooks and to YouTube, it's another way, another dimension to you trying to pick up language and understanding, almost interviewing people to hear how they will speak about something. And what's to your advantage there even although it's intimidating to do that is you're listening to all this new framing for this new area that you might only have a tenuous link to through your original discipline but you have your original discipline to use in a comparative sense against all this new stuff that you're hearing from textbooks youtube 
from talking to people in the other field. If you bring all of it together, what's the point? What are you actually trying to do in getting up to speed? You're immersing yourself in this other world. Immersion is really the key. I spoke about textbooks originally. YouTube's the other way. Speaking to people's a third way. Um, and it's not the only time that I've done this. So I've spoken very academically so far here and in that previous episode that Lewis refers to, to get up to speed in a new discipline for, you know, to synthesize a new area of scientific research. It's the very academic side of things, but another area in which I've gone through this same textbook, YouTube, talking to people immersion, is when I was for the first time moving out of academia into more entrepreneurial ventures. I think it was around 2018, after a couple of years of running a, a safety focus project using virtual reality that you know some uh, industrial partners had an appetite for the research to be turned into a, a commercial product, a service. And before then, uh, I'd liked the idea of business, but I'd never really toyed in it. I'd never had the excuse or never really uh, been brave enough to take the plunge and try to make money rather than to create new knowledge as an academic. So back then, um, I wasn't really financially literate. I didn't know the difference between a startup and a spin-out. I didn't know what venture capital meant versus angel investing. Uh, I didn't know my proverbial arse from my elbow when it come, came to writing business plans. I didn't really know anyone who was out there running a business trying to make money. Uh, my bread and butter had always been writing papers rather than and, and winning grants rather than writing business plans and winning investment. So that was another adventure for me where getting into it was watching a lot of YouTube videos, starting to uh, really put myself in a bubble of podcasts that were about entrepreneurship, starting businesses, markets uh, and business in general. Uh, new ideas from the entrepreneurial realm rather than the academic one. And then it was, you know, reaching out to various networks in the university and beyond that could help connect me to entrepreneurs, both fresh out of the gates and those who had been there, seen it, done it, got the t-shirt, earned their millions and retired early to become consultants. And um, at that time, probably even more so than the initial example I gave about trying to learn computer science, it made me realize that one of the real cool bonuses about trying to learn a new discipline or go between areas between your original discipline and a new one is it's not just bridges between worlds that you're creating here, but you're learning about entirely new ones. I've met an amazing number of really cool people who I never would have come across had I really been comfortable to stick inside my wee silo, my narrow little niche of research that I started in uh, and never adventured beyond it. And I think that although that's definitely true for the computer science story I mentioned earlier, it was you know most resonant, I think, when I made that bigger leap to do entrepreneurial work as well as academic work. You just learn that it's another excellent reminder that the you know the metrics uh, 
and the ways that which you judge yourself can very easily become siloed and uh, isolated from a much bigger picture of what's out there. And when I was comparing, you know, uh, how I have to run our team and how things tick for us inside the academy, uh, it, it's, it has parallels to entrepreneurship, but there are many, many distinctions. And I'll probably come back to this in another episode, but circling back to Lewis's question, if you are looking to branch out from your original area, if you're looking to go multidisciplinary, um, as the buzzword bingo would lead us to say, then simply beyond textbooks, consider how you can immerse yourself in that other world. As if you were moving out of your your native country into a new one. It's about learning a new culture, a new way of being, a new way of um, being around other people, uh, and other content beyond which you're used to and comfortable with. Lewis, thanks for your support. I hope that answers your question. Um, and to others listening along, I hope that's been of use to you as well and expanded what I started in day 166, talking about getting up to speed rather than staying up to date. One more time, a reminder to you, if you've got a question, head along to the podcast web pages linked on this uh, episode. It's at dr-mark-read.com forward slash podcast. Fill out the form, send me an audio recording. I'd love to hear everything and anything you're thinking about so far on the podcast. If it's a direct question of an episode, brilliant. If it's tenuously linked, if you think it might be too ethereal, even better, just send it along anyway. We'll put out more of these episodes as the questions come in and I'll give you my answer to the best of my ability. To Lewis, to everyone here, thanks again for listening and I'll see you soon for another regular episode of the Read Indeed podcast. Have a good one.